This is the Retirement Key Podcast with Pat Volk, financial advisor of Abish Financial Services. And I'm Heather Branch here with Pat to ask him for insight, ideas, what you can do now to prepare for your financial future as you get close to or perhaps are already in retirement. RetirementKeyRadio.com. That's where you can go to begin your own conversation with Pat and the entire team at Abish Financial Services. Again, that's RetirementKeyRadio.com. Now, I don't want to put you on the spot, Pat. However... If I say to you, the dumbest purchase you've ever made, everybody has a moment where they can immediately think of something that's probably, I think for a lot of us sitting in a garage or an attic or a storage room. Yes. <laughs> Hopefully it's not big enough to take up the whole garage. Hope it wasn't like a boat. <laughs> no, no boats. Uh, do you have any dumb purchase confessions you are willing to share with us here today? Yeah, I'll go back and say uh, right after I got out of college, mm-hmm. I had a very reasonable car, but I wanted a new car. Okay. And I went out and I bought a new car and... I always remember my friend's father, uh, he was like, geez, why'd you get rid of that car? It would have lasted you forever, but I wanted the newer, nicer looking car. Okay. You know, a lot mm-hmm. of young guys, why mm-hmm. wouldn't you want that? But looking back, I'm like, that was stupid. I had a very good car. I could have saved a little bit more money. The only person, you know, it made me feel good for a little bit. Yeah. Uh, but in the long run, you know, when you make these purchases, you're always trying to envision like, oh, wow. But when you drive by a nice car, do you really think that person's better? No. I, I honestly, sometimes <laughs> you see somebody in like a super nice car, you know, super expensive. And I, I am at a place in my life where I judge people. I'm like, can you really afford that? Or are you yes, just being flashy? That's exactly it. Like, that's, why are you doing that? Yeah. And, you know, there was a conversation I had overheard about a gentleman who insisted he bought a BMW because it's good quality. And I'm not going to doubt out that it's good quality, Mm -hmm. but let's not pretend that's the reason you bought it. Right. You bought it because of what it means. That little label means something. Sure. And And that's fine. As long as it it works for you financially. If you can afford it, fine. But if you're struggling on some other areas and if you're not able to save for your retirement, and you're running up credit card debt and you have some other issues, well, maybe you should be a little bit more concerned by looking inside rather than viewing what people may be seeing on the outside. At least it's good to know that we have company in this place of dumb purchases, company in the way of smart, successful people. Now, there always seems to be stories that happen from their youth, but Deion Sanders is a nationally known athlete from his NFL and pro baseball career. Oh, yeah. And I now, about that. He, yeah. Like he's, <laughs> he, he's a smart guy and he's very, very talented and he's been relevant for years and years, even after retiring from playing professionally. What happened to Bo Jackson? Remember him? What did happen to Bo Jackson? <laughs> but here we are still talking about Deion Sanders today, sir. That's what I'm saying. And because here's the thing he actually, he's now the head football coach at the University of Colorado, but he too made a dumb purchase. He was telling Shannon Sharp that it happened again back in his youth during his senior year at Florida State. Here is his confession. And I brought a uh, BMW N3. That was probably one of the dumbest buys, not because of BMW. Didn't even know how to drive a stick and I bought a stick. So I get in the car like, what's this? I'm glad we can talk about this stuff now. <laughs> but that's ignorant. Yeah. So now I'm able to counsel young men on, don't even understand this stuff. The twist that he too had a BMW mistake when you were just bringing up about the about the other yeah. guy. But the, the real point of uh, injury is the fact that it was a stick shift and he didn't know how to drive a manual. <laughs> Which is very funny. <laughs> so. I mean, you got to wonder, right? It's like, what went through your head? It's not, though, unlike when somebody says that 
they know enough to plan their own retirement and mm-hmm. then come to find out that the opposite is true. And unfortunately, that can happen in some cases when you are right there at that retirement gate, that finish line. And perhaps you are not prepared. I mean, these are problems that people have walked into your office with this realization, have they not? Yes, they have. And and as I've mentioned before, I've been doing this now for over 30 years. Mm-hmm. And I will not forget back in the 90s when traditional pension plans were being eliminated. They were moving into back then. They were called cash balance plans. Mm-hmm. And I used to travel around the country and meet up with, you know, employees of about half the Fortune 500 companies. Mm -hmm. And oftentimes when I would talk about, hey, guys, you have a pension and it's going to be changing. Mm -hmm. Oftentimes people would look at me and they would say, oh, you're talking about the 401k. I'm like, no, I'm talking about your pension. And they would look puzzled. I would say probably close to 40% of the folks that I encountered didn't realize they had such a substantial retirement benefit being provided by their employer. They had no idea? They had no idea. Wow. None. Well, that's a nice little luxury they were awoken Uh, to. A little luxury awoken to, but think of all of the angst and think of all of maybe the fear that they were going through because they didn't know, but they thought they did. Got it. Okay. So then thinking about realizations people are having today and when they find out that they did not, in fact, know enough to plan their own retirement, where do these conversations go when you are having them in your office? Well, where I would almost want to start is first the elephant in the room. Are there people who can plan their own retirement? Yes. That's a fact. Yeah. I meet them all the time. There are people who come in and they have very steady sources of income, maybe Social Security pensions, maybe from other sources. And, you know, and some people have more money than God and they're going to be fine regardless of what happens. They're going to be fine. Other folks, however, you know, they need to kind of have this, you know, realization that retirement is happening, whether you want it to happen or not. You may say, oh, I'm going to work forever. There's going to be a point where you need to stop working. It's going to happen. Maybe you're going to lower the hours, whatever it may be. And that's really the very difficult hurdle. And I'm not just saying this with relation to finances. I just think in life in general, you have to admit what you don't know and put down the bias. I know a lot of folks here from the water cooler, et cetera. One specific example, I had a client a number of years ago We had set up a plan. She was planning on retiring at age 62. Based upon what she had accumulated, a number of other factors, we decided to commence her Social Security benefit at age 62. That's early. So she was going to suffer a little bit of a reduction. And about two weeks later, she calls back and she's like, you know, Pat, I really like the plan, but everyone in my office is telling me I'm making a big mistake and I shouldn't collect my Social Security until my full age. And I said, there's some legitimacy to waiting on Social Security. I said, but we went through the break even. I said, if you really want to wait until your full age, that's great. But you're not going to be able to retire at age 62. Okay. And it was almost like, oh, okay. So listening to these other people, I'm not saying that they're wrong, outright wrong. Mm -hmm. What they don't have is an intimate knowledge of your personal situation. They're Mm -hmm. giving you rule of thumb advice which is fine. 
but they don't know what your situation is. They I like to don't call know. it blanket advice. It's that stuff that we hear on the big national. I mean, a lot of yes. these people get on national TV and they say right things and smart things, but it's blanket advice. And that's really the difference between what's out there to consume on a mass level versus the information you're exchanging with somebody directly one-on-one in your office at Abish Financial Services. It, exactly. And I would even say Roth conversions, that's a huge topic. Yeah, People yeah. are fearful of taxes going up. I had someone the other day mention, hey, can I just, you know, when we're moving these monies, can we just move it all into a Roth? Yeah. And I said, well, we could, but your tax burden would go up through the roof yep. and your effective tax rate would probably go up higher than if we never did that. So it's not a matter that we don't want to convert to a Roth. What we want to do is, you know, be very cautious. Let's run a tax projection. Right. (laughs) Let's see what the liability is going to be. Let's compare it to what we forecast the liability could be if you don't convert. Let's do this, you know, with information rather than just, oh, this is the thing that I want to do. You know, other rules that I've often seen pop up, you know, tax loss harvesting, a lot of accountants, I'll be very blunt, don't take advantage of it. They tend to be more bookkeepers. But this is where, especially coming off a year of losses, if you could harvest losses inside of a regular taxable account, you may have a coupon to use to offset future gains. Why wouldn't you want to take advantage of that? The rule of 55, utilizing your 401k, you know, if you are not yet 59 and a half, maybe you can start producing some income off of your 401k without even having to move it. Uh, fantastic rule. I would even say qualified charitable distributions. We have myriad of clients who are very charitably inclined. Perhaps they're giving to their churches. And to be able to take distributions off of the IRA and not have to pay a dime of taxes if you direct it to the charity, huge, especially now when we see the standard deduction being raised so high. And a lot of these clients are not receiving any tax benefits first for normal charitable contributions because they're not itemizing anymore. Mm-hmm. So these are... Maybe it seems like, oh, little small things here and there. Well, frankly, every time I've done planning, when I help people, you're going to find little things here and there, and it adds up. My joke is, if I see $100 on the floor, I'm going to pick it up. Mm -hmm. That's what you do. Mm -hmm. And to understand, there are some subtleties here. And to also know, retirement is really the time for you. You've worked hard. You've accumulated. You may want to kind of just take that burden off and say, let me give it to somebody else who has a proven track record. They've been around. We are completely independent. We're a fiduciary. We're here to help guide you through. We've had a number of instances here where I know I've had individuals come in who have done all of their own planning and they've done a very good job, but they know they're kind of nearing the end and they're more concerned for protecting their spouse. And they'll come in and they'll basically say, you know, I don't want to handle this anymore because if something happens to me, my spouse really doesn't understand any of this. And I want to make sure that they're going to be taken care of. Yeah, yeah. That really hits home. Looking out not just for yourself, but for your family, for your kids and grandkids. There's so many folks that want to have a strong legacy plan. That is also part of the conversation that Pat Volk and the entire team at Abish Financial Services can and will have with you around 
your entire retirement savings plan. RetirementKeyRadio.com. That's our website where you can go and get to work beginning this conversation. If you have questions, if you want to know about things like tax loss harvesting, QCDs, how those could work within your plan, about all the little things that you don't realize could potentially add up to savings, more money in your pocket if they're better strategized within your portfolio. This is what the team at Avish Financial Services is here to show you in a plan of your own. So again, if you have questions, Pat and the entire team at Abish Financial Services, they are here to help you get answers and you can begin that conversation today. Just visit retirementkeyradio.com. Thanks for listening to the Retirement Key Podcast. Be sure to listen to the Retirement Key Radio Show, Saturdays and Sundays on WMAL. Investment advisory services offered through Abish Financial Wealth Management, LLC, number 310633, a registered investment advisor firm. Financial professionals are not licensed in all 50 states. To find out if Abish Financial Services is licensed in your state, please call 571-577-9968. Abish Financial Services is not affiliated with nor endorsed by the Social Security Administration or any other government agency and does not provide legal or tax advice. Annuity guarantees rely solely on the financial strength and claims-paying ability of the issuing insurance company. By contacting us, you may be provided with information about insurance and annuity products offered through Abish Financial Services, Inc., Virginia Insurance License, number 12782. Zero.